To the Private Member by T. W. H. Crossland Read for LibriVox.org by Bruce Kachuk My dear sir, you may think it unkind of me to interrupt the peaceful calm of your holiday with a poem about business. But I assure you, my dear sir, that I do so with the very best intentions, and at the call of what I consider to be duty. Duty, as you know, is a tremendous abstraction, and brings a man into all sorts of difficult corners. It was duty that took you into Parliament. Similarly, it is duty that constrains me to odes. When a man sees another man and pities him, it is the duty of the first man to let the other man know about it delicately. I pity you, my dear Mr. Private Member, from the bottom of a bottomless heart. Many a time and oft in the course of my rambles through the lobbies and liquor bars of St. Stephen's, it has been my ineffable portion to run across you. Silk hat, frock coat, baggy trousers, patient stare, bored expression. Suddenly you smile and crook the pregnant hinges of the back of your neck. Mrs. Wiggle and three Mrs. Wiggle and little Master Wiggle, wife, daughters, and son of Mr. Forthree Wiggle, Draper and Burgess, of the good old parliamentary division of Mudshire West, are up from Mudshire West, and they want showin' round the house, you know. Round you go. Again, you appear in the stranger's lobby, spectacles on nose, somebody's card in hand. The policeman roars out name of leading constituent. Leading constituent departed in a huff twenty minutes ago because he thought you were not attending to him. There being no answer, policeman roars out name of leading constituent once more. Name echoes along Lord's lobby. But not being there, leading constituent fails to come forward. You look embarrassed, turn tail, retire to your back bench, and feel deucedly uncomfortable for the rest of the evening. You would like to get away to the theatre, but you dare not do it. There are whips about. You would like to go home to bed. You must wait the good pleasure of the course of the debate. You would like to stand on your hind legs and address the house on large matters, but you know in your heart that the house will stand absolutely nothing from you, bar a question or so. You sit and sit and sit through dull debate after dull debate, and you sigh for the hustings and the brass bands and the banquets and the he's a jolly good fellows, and wonder how it comes to pass that you, who were once set down in the Mudshire Mercury for a blend of Demosthenes and John Bright, 
can never get more than twenty words off the end of your tongue after mr speaker sir oh my dear mr private member your case is indeed a sad one and it is all the sadder when one comes to reflect that as a general rule you are a sincerish sort of man burning and bursting with the desire to do your poor suffering country a bit of good you know that the men who have the ear of the house are mere talkers that they are only playing the party game and that the country may go to pot for anything they care and yet they make their speeches and get them reported at length in the papers and are given places in the cabinet and go for dines and sleeps with the king what time you grow old and gray and obese and bleary-eyed and never get the smallest show i pity you my dear mr private member i do really but for your comfort i may tell you that all you lack is courage and brains end of poem this recording is in the public domain